Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Round the Rotary with me, Monica Warren. Um, today we flip-flopped it, so I will be interviewing the special guest, the one you guys all know, J.P. Warren. Hello out there. My name is J.P. Warren, the uh, the special guest of host, the special host guest, the special guest <laughs> of uh, Round the Rotary, whatever you want to call it today. I liked it. Um, so, so this is our, what, third or fourth time doing this? Because it is kind of, before you start, it does kind of get kind of nerve-wracking a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So if you're putting all the dirty laundry out there, yes, this is the third take. This, but the, we don't have to put dirty laundry out there because we don't have to expose each other's secrets, all right? I'm just saying. It, it is, working up to it, it is kind of, you know, it's nerve-wracking. So yeah, you're, doing was, a, you're doing a great job and we're- easy. You're doing a great job. I'm 49 seconds in, and I have a good feeling about this. So why don't you just take us away? So for for those of you who haven't figured it out, uh, we are married, and uh, uh, he likes to go by J.P. Warren, but sometimes you might hear me call him James, but the funny part is that's not actually his entire name. Go ahead and, and give us your full name. My full name is James Patrick Charles Johnston Warren. Uh, I go by JP. Um, that started in fourth grade by a teacher named Miss Farrah Gurr, and she pronounced the Gurr at the end. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a that kind of started taking off JP. And I mean, it's been fine. It's it's, it's it was a tough change. You know, fourth grade, <laughs> got used to it in fifth grade. And after that, I mean, Scantrons in college were a piece of cake, JP. Boom, boom. Okay, but where where is your middle name? Where does that start? Uh, Charles. So your first name is James Patrick. Yes. And then Charles Johnston. Yes. And then didn't you add a name in there, too? And the last name's Warren, well, which I'll is your last name, too. <laughs> yeah, so it was uh, fourth grade, and uh, I was born James Patrick Charles Warren. And, I mean, you're saying, you know, where's your middle name started? Like, like people are like, oh, that's not like, well, technically, it's like, first off, I didn't design my name. So I just, I'm just saying what I've said. No, but you added a name in there. Well, yeah, it was my mom's maiden name. And so my mom kept her maiden name, which was married to my dad. Um, and I was in fourth grade. And I was like, oh, I want Johnston in uh, my name, too. So it was like a big deal for me. Got in a suit, went to like the town hall. And I was like, I solemnly swear. I do declare that my this name be entered into my full name, you know, whatever it was. And they're like, okay, like very professional kid. I was yeah. like, thank you. Where's my That's kind of I a, voted pin. a cool gift though for your mom, I assume, because it's almost like you're getting a, a tattoo, right? Like, you know, those little heart tattoos yeah. that says like mom across. Well, she gave me the biggest gift and that's called life. So, I mean, <laughs> it's the least I could do is throw a name in there. All right. Oh, Mama Jude's for the win. Okay. Well, I mean, do you remember her, her reaction when you when you changed it? Was she like super excited or was it like Yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember what happened like three weeks ago, but I guess I think she was excited. She's very proud of her name. And uh, yeah, I think she was pumped about it. And did your whole family do that? Like, did your sister do that too? No, she already had Johnston in. She already had it? Yes. Did Trey have it too? No. He was Joseph Donald Warren III, went by Trey. Did he Did he add no. that name in? Okay, gotcha. No. Man, so your sister already had it, and then you added yep, it in. That's it. I love that story. Okay, so um, now that we know the origin of your name, thank you for that information. So can I can I just do a little plug in here right now for our sponsors that uh, Around the Rotary podcast <laughs> is brought to you by Capital <laughs> Petroleum Consultants, CPC specialized in project engineering and well site supervision in all disciplines of the oil and gas industry. Contact us through www.capitalpetroleum.com. <laughs> Now let's start over. No, okay. <laughs> www.capitalpatrolmconsultants.com to see what CPC can do for you today. That's a lot to say. Like, That's why I don't memorize it. But don't you get tired after saying all those words? 
it's called talking. Um, and, and, and I, you know, being a human being, um, I'm used to it. Um, it's 2021. I'm used to talking. So now it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, but you weren't even talking. You're reading. I mean, if, if I'm not reading, then how do we influence, uh, Evelyn to read? So yes, (laughs) it's a great picture. Way way to bring Evelyn into it. Okay. Uh, so pretty much how did you get started in oil and gas? That's a very excellent uh, question. So we're pretty much what we're doing. We're flipping the script. Uh, People have asked, uh, asked, uh, you know, how come someone doesn't interview you? Like want to know about you. And I hate talking about myself a lot, but I mean, I got to give the people what they want. And so I thought, I can't see this. I just eye rolled. What better person to interview me than the very talented, beautiful, amazing wife, even better bonus mom, uh, Monica, and she knows me the best. So she'll be able to call it my bullshit or not. So I got started in the only, so I grew up in, uh, I was born in Houston. I grew up in Connecticut. I moved there when I was eight years old. My dad was a accountant and, um, Moved to a, a city outside of a, a, a Westport, Connecticut. It's like a 45-minute train ride to the city. So my dad worked in the city. And I feel like if you grow up there, you call New York City the city just so you sound like you know what you're talking about. Like right. you're cool. It's like, right. you know, oh, yeah, the, where do you summer? It's like, oh, dude. the city. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, I, so he was working. So uh, college, um, I was uh, not a pretty good, not a good student. Um, I was top 70th percentile. And when I got that, uh, when I realized that, I thought that was a great thing. I'm like, oh my God, I beat out 70% of <laughs> my class. And they're like, no, this is exactly why you're in the 70th percentile because you don't understand stats. That means 70% of the class did better than you. And I said, okay, so I get it now. So didn't take it serious. Uh, SATs, I bombed on twice. I got like a thousand and I took it twice. And it was like my best scores. I think I was like cheating off this like seventh grade, like genius oh, kid. Yeah. No. So, uh, kidding, didn't cheat. So, uh, no, no, I'm trying to think. So anyway, so I didn't have a lot of college options. Um, I applied to, I think, believe three schools and I don't know, there's no order. I, I chose Texas A&M. Don't know why I chose, uh, I applied to LSU, uh, and I applied to Col- college of Charleston, I believe. And, uh, why LSU? I have no idea. Uh, I, th- I think LSU had low, uh, no, lo- lower, uh, SAT scores for entry. And plus I'm like, yeah, it's a big school. And I was like, that's kind of the reason why I'm mean, a group in Connecticut. So I really didn't know anything about like, co- I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, you know, I don't think I knew what I wanted to do until about like a year ago. So, uh, um, so I <clears throat> applied to, and I got into A&M on the provisional summer school program and, you know, long story short, you know, you had to take algebra, which is a beat down. So, uh, took it, I got in, I got in A&M and, uh, I was in the Corps of cadets, uh, pr- thank you pr- protecting for freedom. saving us. Well, um, with your freedom, freedom loving. So <laughs> I did the core down there and uh, I, I didn't know what, so I did marketing just because that's had the most, like, like the most. Uh, see, it wasn't the number. It wasn't the counting. Or five. I got into this, the business school. So it was marketing. You had the girls in there. You know what I mean? I was like, ah, it's kind of creative too. Right. So I was like, oh, I'll do that. Yeah. And I did marketing, graduated, um, had kind of no idea. I was working as a, an assistant manager at Express for Women in College Station. Man, Store love the ladies. 18. No, it wasn't so much. That was a good <laughs> job. So I was like, okay, so I'll do this for a little bit. What my pre, my, okay, now it's confession time. I was dating someone at the time. I'm sorry. What? I know. I know. You hear it first. <laughs> I had a life before you. So anyway, so I just stuck around College Station uh, while my uh, ex-girlfriend was, uh, my girlfriend at the time was wor- uh, still in school. And then after that, I went to France, uh, <clears throat> got a master's because I kind of wanted, I liked the uh, the idea of kind of, because I read this book called, you know, the, uh, what was it called? The Lexus and Olive Tree. Uh, and it was about like kind of globalization and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm going to 
get into that. I don't know what that means. I'm going to get into that. So I went to France. Got it's a, like the city. This, exactly. <laughs> I want to get in on that global stuff. So, uh, oh, my God, like the world is smaller, but it's like big. So uh, so I went to – so I did that. And, I, and after I graduated, I, I came back to uh, uh, Houston. My mom was living in Houston at the time. Parents are still together, but I think my dad got his PhD at AM. So my ring class ring says 02, and his says 04. So, oh. yeah, so it's like I graduated before him. So it's like he's getting his PhD. It was like a 60 year old male. That's awesome. And I'm like 21, 22. I'm like, hey, man, you got to study. He's like, don't <laughs> tell him. I'm like, you got to study. All right. I don't want you going out this weekend. That's pretty cute. So, uh, so I got back and I, and I couldn't find a job. And uh, this is, you know, I feel like it was pre LinkedIn, pre all this stuff, and I was I was literally living at my mom's house because uh, my dad was teaching in uh, uh, Rutgers, I believe, at the time in uh, New Jersey. <clears throat> and I'm sitting at the house and I'm applying, and this is during the time like Monster and like Career Builder and all this stuff. So I'm like sending the same resume over and over, you know, just kind of like whatever. It got to a point. I think I applied to be like a like a ser- and I'm being serious. I applied to be like a crossing guard or like a like a, a substitute like bus driver. You know, this is like after like six months. And then. Um, That's impressive. Yeah. And I think at the same time, I tried to, be, yeah, I, I like applied to like, I don't know what. I, I, why? Why did you apply for those kinds of jobs? I was looking for. So I was bored. In, I was sitting at the house with my, with my mommy. I'm 25 years old with a master's sitting at the house with my mom. Like, I got to do something. At this point, it was kind of like, I'll just take something. Like, I don't care what it is. Like, even if it's like a joke or whatever like that. So I had no idea about the oil and gas industry. Like, none. Okay. And, um, and like, um, there was kind of, I think I had like a something. Uh, yeah, like, I, I, I just wasn't doing anything. Like, I was just trying to find something to do, you know? And, uh I remember calling this one. So, so I met up with a couple people. They're like, hey, you utilize the Aggie Network, you know, because I went there. I'm like, yeah, you know, I've, I've heard about it. I've never really utilized this Aggie Network. And I'm like, I'm in. I'm going to try. So I went to this, like, global telephone directory, and there was these, you know, just pick people out. So I picked people out that graduated in that were in, like, the marketing and just the advertising, you know, kind of something related. And then I picked, uh, there was this uh, a, a woman at um, a, a company. And uh, for those avid listeners, you three of them out there. I'm sure you've heard the story before. But, <laughs> I'm, I'm one of them. <laughs> you're one of them, so you've heard the story. But I remember I, I, I reached out to this uh, this woman. I was like, hey, look, I just want to introduce myself. I graduated in, you know, 02. It was like 05 at this point. I was like, hey, just, you know, and I, I, I love what your company does. It's very inspiring. Like, gosh, I just love the dynamic. I was using pretty much every buzzword out there. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I just love to meet you for coffee and just kind of see just see if there's like, oh, hey, we have a job for you right here. Come on in. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, you know, I just I really admire your company. And I, and I think that Schlumberger is such a an amazing company. That's where you laugh because it's Schlumberger, and it's like and there's like a <laughs> pause for laughter. Continue. So that was a good laughter break. So uh, no, I was like, yeah, you know, thanks. I, I really, I really do enjoy Schlumberger. And I hung up the phone. I was like, hey, so Dad just got off the phone. I think it's a good meeting coming up. He's like, oh, what company? I was like, Schlumberger. He's like, hey, son. You do realize, you do realize that you, it's a, it's, you just lived in France. You got back from, it's a French company, Schlumberger. I was like, holy, my dad from Beaumont. I was like, ah, shit. Okay. Well, there goes that. No, but I, uh, eventually, uh, after six months looking for a job, I went to a, a staffing company, Murray Resources, Murray Resource, whatever. And they were like, Hey, look, we have an, we have an interview for you. Uh, it's an HR temp work. And I was like, yeah, I'll definitely do that. I don't care where it is. Is that noble? They said noble. And uh, my roommate, uh, my old roommate in college, R.J. Moses, was at Noble uh, Energy at the time. And I was like, oh, dude, done. So 
I was like, this is going to be hilarious. You know what I mean? Because uh, RJ was one of those guys like, oh, and I'm like yeah, now who's, we're going to be working together, buddy boy, <laughs> ex-roommate. So I get up there and I go in the lobby and I'm like, hey, I'm here for the interview, you know, with Joe Knight. Da, da, da. Like, sorry, that person doesn't work here. And I'm, okay, well, uh, I have an interview uh, in HR. Uh, it's like a temp role and all that stuff. Like, sorry, I don't think you do. I'm like, it's that noble. I think I said it was like a noble drilling. She goes, oh, okay, okay. Well, this is noble energy. Noble dr- and this is in, this is when they were in, this is when they were in Guns Point, you know, Greens Point, and uh, and they were like, I'm like, well, where's noble drilling? They're like Sugarland. So I had to drive from all the way down. Anyway, I got the job and I, I did uh, temp work at a. Well, wait, did you show up late? Were you extremely late? It was. I was. I got like extremely early just because. Smart. You know, yeah, like so I get there and whatever. Uh, well, long story short, HR did that for a period of time. Uh, my old mentor, uh, Carrick Payton, uh, offered me a job in HSC. And if you want to have this a career podcast, and this is when I, you know, you when I was approached with something that I didn't know, you realize that Round the Rotary is a career podcast. <laughs> like that's we're listed under careers in, in Apple Music and Spotify. Anyway, so uh, so uh, no, I mean, I just didn't know what HSC was, but I knew that I liked the company, I liked the people that I worked with, and. Um, uh, you know, he's like, you want to do HSC? And I said, okay, well, what's HSC? And he's like, health, safety, environment. I go, okay, well, I know nothing about all that stuff, but yes, I'll do Google it. it. I'll do it. So now this is during the time of Ask Jeeves. This is pre-Google. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay. Wow, you're old. Yeah, I know. I am 27 <laughs> years young. So, uh, <laughs> no, it's funny. It's like I'm 40 and I'm playing Xbox on a Saturday night last night after – anyway, so <laughs> that's, a, that's a different one. So – uh so, yeah, so uh, I, I didn't know what that was, but, I mean, it just kind of sounded exciting, learning something new. And I just knew I liked the company. Um, and I still really didn't know about the oil and gas industry. I knew that we you know, we were an offshore rig contractor, but that's about as much as I knew. You know, I mean, you see the, the models of the rigs, you know, in the uh, lobby. So I said, yeah. So I said, sure, why not? And I knew nothing about it, um, and it sounded kind of boring because it was like going over the policies and procedures and updating, make sure it stayed compliant with ISO. <laughs> Stuff like that. That was you, not me. That was pretty boring. So, um, I mean, don't get. So, I did that for a while, and I and uh, you know, it, it got me a great opportunity to not only learn the company because you're going over the company's policies and procedures, and uh, but you're also like you, you, you're talking to different divisions, and there's like seven different divisions. Like there's like there's like you know a, a one in you know West Africa. Whatever. So it, it got it got me the opportunity to actually travel to these different. Uh, uh, international, I guess, offices and meet the people and, and, and start talking to people and start getting relationships. Well, wait, there. so were you kind of like the middleman? Did you liaise between all these different people or no? Like, how did that work? So what it was, it was a, it was the, it was a great question. It was a corporate HSC department. Thanks. It was a corporate HSC department. And, and then each, I guess, division had their own HSC group. So yeah, it was kind of like an umbrella. Okay. So, so did that. And uh, eventually like it got to a point where it's like, I was Enjoying a, a, a great experiences traveling, um, and uh, it got to a point where I was like sitting there, and I'm like, well, "What do I want? To, I don't know if I want to do this, you know, uh, for a long time." But I, there's always like a group of like four or like six older gentlemen at uh, Noble Drilling. Uh, you know, John Murphy, you know, Chad Wilson was there, Kurt Hoff, Hoffman, and uh, Mike Nesmith. Like these guys were like always wearing suits like it was like Mad Men before anyone knew Mad Men like they're always walking the halls like you know they had like a martini lunch like closed deals I'm like man these guys are sharp like they seem like they have a good time it's like that's like kind of like the the marketing business side I want to get into and so I started building a relationship with them like um, during the time where I didn't have work I would actually just 
voluntarily go by their offices and start meeting them and talking to them. And I was, eventually I was like, Hey, you guys, can I help out with anything? Like, can I, like, I, I got a couple, you know, I got time. I can always try to work with something, all that stuff. So they started kind of bringing me in working on little projects, obviously with the approval of uh, my manager at the time. And uh, that was really enjoyable. And so they, they kind of sat down and we started talking about kind of a, what, how do how do I get into this group? And again, it was an older group. It was, I'm like, I can do this. And they, we hit it off. And uh, awesome. it, it came it came to, well, this is the point of Around the Rotary. It's about making connections, hearing stories, <laughs> getting to know the person behind the oh, position. Oh, right. All right. Okay. Go back to talking about yourself. So uh, this is, yeah, I know. So uh, now, I, now I feel how the guests feel. It's kind of like, oh, so, uh, <laughs> man, I'm pretty boring. But uh, no, so like, so we developed this thing. And it's like, hey, look, if you're going to sell, uh, you know, if you're, if you're going to start, you know, having these, pretty much if you're going to start selling these offshore rigs, then you're going to have to know what, what the hell they are. Right. And I was like, all right, fine, that works. So they moved me to the Gulf of Mexico, uh, HSC, where I'd have more rig time, which I had to go offshore and learn the rigs. And I was like, but when you're doing that, you're just kind of visiting. You know what I mean? You're really not, it's not hands-on equipment. You're not learning anything about it. I mean, I was reading the books, you know, like, oh, well, this is a monkey board. I'm like, what the hell is a monkey board? Oh, this is a donkey dick. What what's a donkey dick? So it's like, that's actual thing. So uh, I can guess what that is. <laughs> you probably draw, you probably pretend and draw what it looks like too. It looks mm. exactly like that. So <laughs> we, um, so it was this, it, it, so I started doing that, but I wasn't learning enough. You know, I wasn't, um, uh, you know, when I got to the rig, you know, the people out there kind of closed off a little bit because I was the safety police, if you want to call it that, because I was still in HSC or I was out there, you know, going over an incident or whatever. Anyway, it was, it, it, I wasn't learning about the rig. So eventually I got into this uh, program where the, you know, every company has, it's, it's, it was called the, uh, the, the, the official title is the Operations Management Development Program. I and, like it. The real thing is just fast track. I mean, it's pretty much you, you do two weeks offshore and you work through various positions and then you do, uh, work in the office for a week and then you have a week off. And uh, I did that for about just with the end goal to uh, – so I started doing that. I mean, and, and it got to a point. I remember it was my five-year uh, anniversary at Noble. And um, I remember uh, that during that hitch, a, uh, uh, one of the uh, augers – uh, started spilling, and there was just like mud everywhere. And the same time, a pulsation damper went out. It was just like, you're just cleaning up this oil-based mud everywhere. It's like, and you're looking up, and there's like this cruise ship pass. And I'm like, well, that's that's their cruise ship. This is my buddy boy. <laughs> and like, and so it's like you're doing that, and I'm, and then like, you know, I think the same uh, same hitch. I actually got to pull a pipe back in the derrick, which was really exciting, challenging, exciting, scary, and fun. And uh, I'm like, God, I can't believe like, you know, it's. And, and, not to, be, to sound like an asshole or anything like that, but like, you know, I'm like, wow, here I am. Uh, I remember cleaning up the mud. It was like three in the morning. It was like, here I am. It's like, and then after we got everything cleaned up, the same thing happened. So we did the same job over. And it was like a six hour cleanup. Gosh, I remember I'm thinking, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I'm, I'm here. I got a master's. I, I know I, I should be making business decisions and strategic decisions. And I was like, you know what? Hold up, hold up, hold up. Like, it kind of was a good check for myself. It's like, you know, it's like, I'm doing a fast track program. You know what I mean? Like I'm bitching that I'm missing my buddies in Houston partying and I'm, you know, I'm missing that stuff. It's like, who am I to bitch though? It's like, you know, some of these guys, some of the best guys and girls I met ever, you know, are out there and like, I mean, do some people like genuinely enjoy it though? Oh, I did. You know, that's a good, yeah. I mean, I can see that now that you're talking about it. Like there's a lot, I know a lot of people that like getting dirty and like their hands and just being involved. Yeah. And, and, and and it's the relationships you make out there. I mean, it it, it turns into your family. You know what I mean? Like you start like, it's fun. It's, it's, yeah, you you work hard, but it's also like, it's, you have fun. It's, you also play hard. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was just kind of one of those reality checks. It's like, man, I 
I'm, I know that I'm out here for another, you know, three to five years max. You know, some of these people even retire out here. So it's like, who am I to bitch about? Like, well, oh, I wish I was, you know, at Pub Fiction tonight. Like, yeah, just <laughs> chill out. Like, learn, be out here. And like, and honestly, and, and the biggest takeaway that I got from working offshore, you know, wasn't the operational experience or anything like that. Um, it was the ability to have conversations with people in the field, the people that are actually, you know, putting boots on the ground and actually know what's going on out yeah. there. Cause I remember before in HSC, you know, if I called out there, I was scared shitless. Like I'm like, Ugh, hi, 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 like it's, it's me, like JP who I don't have time. Like I didn't know how to talk to these people, you know, like I was very safe. You? Yeah. Oh yeah. I was very safe. And, uh, being out there, I mean, you just start kind of building relationships and all this stuff. And, and so just the exposure and anyone out there listening right now, I think, I think they, the, the opportunity to go in the field and learn something and to, not even learn them, just to go out there and spend time and meet people and stuff. Like it, it opens up so much avenues of communication where you, you, you can banter with them. You can, you, you know what's going on and you, and you establish these friendships. And I, I, that, that was the biggest takeaway for me. Well, so I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And then, uh, April 20th happened. That was the deep water horizon incident. Two days before your birthday. Well, everyone knows that April 22nd is my birthday out there. Everybody knows. April that. 22nd, April 22nd. April One more time. 22nd. There you go. Thank you. Well, anyway, so that was the Macondo incident happened, all this stuff. I remember there was a couple more hitches, and then and then our entire group got pulled back. Uh, I think there was about seven of us in the fast track program. We all got pulled back on shore, and this is when like the entire industry was scrambling. You had the MMS; they switched over to BOEM or Burning, whatever it was, and they were asking for all these like certificates of like COCs for any pressure control equipment from the rig floor all the way to the BOP. They weren't sure if they want original manufacturing. So it was like a lot of like chasing around to build these binders to defend and justify ourselves against this potential. I I mean, again, it was probably a higher pay level than me to understand what was going on, but it was just, I felt like it was a lot of scrambling to get this documentation of our equipment to provide to this government uh, uh, agency or whatever to review. But then they, because they were like, oh, well, actually we want this. Are you oh, trying wait. to tell me you're a spy right now? Is this? No, it's like not. Like you're doing it, secret spy stuff? What's going on? What do you mean? Like you, the government was trying to get you to do stuff? Not that, me. Like, so pretty much, oh. so pretty much, no. <laughs> that was my first joke of the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, so, uh, so, Double <laughs> agent double O. Y'all, okay. he always tells me he's so, a spy. So, uh, so no, uh, no, I don't. Yes, very, you I'm, do. I'm very trustworthy. <laughs> I'm trying. No, I try to teach Evelyn spy tricks, but uh, no. So I mean, it was just one of those things where I was doing that for about six to eight months. It just got very like, man, what the hell are you guys asking? It was like, oh, we want this. Never mind, what this. So you're doing all this work, you know, you're busting your ass till seven, eight o'clock at night to right. submit a binder. The next thing you know, the next morning, it's like, well. Shot, we get this section out. Now we need this. So it, was, it just got very repetitive and very dull. And um, yeah, man, that, it just it just kind of threw everything off. And just kind of it was a huge hiccup in the industry. It was, it was a tragic event, uh, say the least. And uh, that's when Scott Keller approached me about uh, taking a, a role in Saudi Arabia. And this is the first. So I was at Noble Drilling for like seven years or something like that, maybe six, seven years. Wow. And it was a tough conversation to leave. You know, I, I, that, that was my family. I love the people there. Um, and we're actually having a, having a couple of guys in the, that where we worked. Uh, it was a suit in the Super Cube. All characters. We're gonna have him. We're gonna have uh, those guys on uh, in a couple of weeks. But um, 
So Scott asked me to go to Saudi Arabia to be a uh, 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 to fulfill a role there, um, and it was drill pipe. And long story short, I went over there. It was supposed to be a four month assignment, and turned to like a year. Oh god! Uh, I came back and I uh, gotten they put me in sales. And so my title over there, and this sounds so important, and it's it, I get it. It's, it was acting country manager of Saudi Arabia. And that sounds so... Yeah, I love it. It sounds very up there. Yeah, like, who's this cat? But, I mean, I had three people working under me. Oh, what was that word that we learned? Orchidaceous. It sounds very orchidaceous. So orchidaceous. (laughs) So, like, but the best part was only, like, three three or four people under me. So it wasn't, like, that big of a role, but it doesn't matter. It sounds big. (laughs) So after that, I mean, they put me in sales, and um, I was at sales at uh, Archer for about six months. Then I went over to Penergy. uh, I spent seven and a half years with, with Penergy and that family loved those guys. I had the best uh, mentor and that's one of the best, to me, that's one of the best environments I've been around culturally wise. It's just, it was a, the uh, Randy Taylor was dad on his two sons and Wade, Wade like yeah. it was just a good group of people. And yeah. that ha- having that decision to leave Penergy to come over to uh CPC was probably one of the most difficult professional conversations I've ever had to have to have. Cause I love those people and the respect and the the amount of laughs and and and, and just it, uh, I just you know Bubba Smith. I mean that was my oh, boss. Yeah. yeah. So I just it was a uh, yeah it was pretty it was emotional break, breaking up with him pretty much. Uh, and then I, I I mean I just um, so I know I've known uh, Chris uh, Zombreaker and Terrell Clark the two managing partners here for about like six or seven years and uh, we all became kind of. Very tight, you know. Tara and I became, you know, best friends. And Chris and I became very tight, and it was just second best friend. Second, well, male friend. How about that? <laughs> and uh, and uh, so it, it just kind of was the same. It just kind of turned. It was a very organic, gradual thing, and it was. Uh, and, You've and been the, blessed in the in the work department. Oh, That's absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it was one of those things where it's like I, you know, the, so they've been in business for about five years, and they have many more years of experience before this, but CPC and, uh, they brought me on to kind of, uh, uh, uh grow and expand, um, the company. Um, and I was brought on in October, 2019. We had about 400 followers on LinkedIn. Um, the content was very, um, and I can get into this marketing side of thing just cause this is a career podcast. So, I mean, the, the content, I think was being outsourced and it just, it just got, it was very dull and dry. So, we just started kind of like you know, and then and then I think COVID accelerated the uh, the ability to push the envelope to go against the traditional. Mar- I've never marketed before, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I can touch up a picture and post it on Instagram, but I've never really done marketing <laughs> before, you know. And um, and so it was just one of those things. We just started trying new stuff out. You know, we did you know something as a joke. You you were there. You you were actually filming the first Roughneck Jerry. Um, and we're doing skits and we're doing like like just stuff to bring. Just so in. everyone understands, JP is probably I don't the want to say anything. Nicest, I didn't want to say the, anything bad. I almost said something bad. But JP is well, just not not the nicest. Time out, this is uncut. Go back. <clears throat> what were you gonna say? Uh, let's bring it real here. This yeah, is real talk. Yeah. Um he's He's a tough cookie, man. Uh, when we go into film mode, when he's when we're doing the Roughneck Jerry or any of the commercial, the you know, any of those kinds of uh, shoots, I, I, oh my gosh, JP is you are just the worst. Can we, can we use the word intense instead of the I worst? Mean, I don't know. It's like I got to mentally prepare myself 
to well, know I, it's going to happen. Well, you get it. Evelyn gets it. Decompress after. Well, I get it, though, because I because I have an idea. You know what I mean? Like, I have an idea, you know? And I'm like, okay, I want you to come in. And you're like, well, why don't I just... What if I just film it? I'm like, no, no, no. I need you to... Okay, I mean, what if I just kind of just hang out here? Why do I have to film... Can I, just what about this? I'm like, what if oh just my gosh! Like, you know, I've, I've, what? I have so many impressions of you. There's that one. There's okay, JP. <laughs> I guess we'll go do that. There's that one. <laughs> that way, um, oh my god! Like, how can we never say good morning nicely? Like, That's my I, favorite. there's that. Yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a yeah. lot. Like, good morning. <laughs> oh, fine. You're just gonna be this way. Fine. Go back to bed. You know, like so. There's there's a lot of different characters depending on the mood. But yeah, I get very intense because of vision, and I kind of just hey, let's just. But it makes me giggle because at the end of it, you always say directed by Monica Warren, and then I want to sit there and be like, I guess not really. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Write you off the script? <laughs> produce, produce, written, star, directed blah, 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 by JP Warren? No, we got to give some cred. <laughs> Camera holding done by. <laughs> Monica. Camera holding, punching bag, and yes. getting yelled at yes. by done by Monica Warren. No, yes. but you're such a champ of that, like, because you do get my humor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You do. You do allow, uh, uh, I guess, the skits and all the, the the content we put out to reach that level because eventually you do trust me. Some would say I love you. Well, you do. I love you too. But but you do begin to trust me and trust the process. Okay. <laughs> So that's a that's a little takeaway <laughs> for you. Trust. Just trust me, but uh, yeah. So I mean, it's been fun. It's been a great time, and it's like it's it's one of those things where it's a, it's 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 a small group, but it's a we ha- we we are. It's 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 fun because you're working with your friends, but it's also you're working right. with your friends that actually know what the hell they're doing. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like you know, um, and it's, it's a good been team. yeah, it's been fun to kind of like push the push the boundaries when it comes to the content we put out, or uh, or come up with new uh, uh, different ways to try to get just views, traffic, or whatever. So this is a good segue right now to go into the podcast and your meme page and everything that you've started to create. Um, but before we do that, I just wanted to really quick point out the whole schlumberger schlum burger comment okay it's not that i'm not listening to you when you're talking right like i was listening the problem was is that i just assumed like that was your the way that you call it like how you call log l log like one of those types of you know it's amazing it's it's we we (laughs) we spoke about the schlumberger schlumberger comment literally like 23 minutes ago and you're like I just you're think too, it, you were too busy talking. I just think about it's, yourself. I just think it's funny how you, like you bring that up. We covered so much since then. You know what I mean? Like I discussed my personal <laughs> struggles. Like I have my masters. What am I doing out here? And like, oh, I took this challenge because it was something new, something exciting. Um, I said yes. No, I, I, I strove to be this, and yet that's what I love it. I dig it. That's what I love about you. Um, actually, let me tell the listeners this: uh, the first rig I worked on, and before. You chime in. I, she says it's log. I call it L log. But the the rig that I was working on was the no, Noble Oris Boozigard, and the uh, the operator of that rig was L log. And um, my, my father in law uh, worked at Daddy. At, da- I call him Daddy. <laughs> you do. So I'll go visit. So I went to go visit. So let me. So he actually is a L log. Uh, um, log. Employee, and I think it's funny the the rig that I was working on. My father in law. Uh, has the uh, is that's the operator, but it's funny. I used to go visit your dad at the office, and every time like he like walk me out, you know what I mean. Um, I used to call him. I was like, "All right, daddy, like great seeing you. I love you, daddy." And like, there's all these people in the lobby, and like he's like, "Just, just call me Scott." And I was like, "Nah, daddy, come here, give me a hug, daddy." He's like, "All right, just get out of here." 
And he's like, that's my son-in-law. Yeah. That's my son-in-law. He loves you so much. So uh, That's awesome. No, so I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been a good time. So what's the, what's the segue besides bringing oh, wait, up wait, something wait. that happened three weeks oh, ago? Oh, whatever. So, um, okay, so so you, you started working for CPC. You're now working with your best friends. You've got this great new adventure to go down. So how did you start to create the podcast? When did, did you create it? And tell us about where it's going. Because you kind of segued from the podcast also into like this meme page. Like you're just. I don't know. Um, You know, content is king in the influence. No, I'm joking. Um, I thought you were going to say excellent question, Monica. That is an excellent question, Monica. I wrote it down. And I gave it to you before we did this. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. These are all all Monica's uh, questions. (laughs) These are all conversations. So anyway. You're around the rotary. The guest is JP, <laughs> and, and the interviewer is also JP with the voice of Monica. Yes. Um, no. So uh, this was uh, so I think uh, last casino night was 2020 in January 2020. Chris runs into uh, Justin Gauthier, the uh, uh, the sexy beard dude with uh, OGGN uh, AES drill and fluids, and he, <laughs> he runs a very successful podcast. And he's like, "Hey man, I love your stuff. I love listening to it." And he's like, "Man, let's just tag up. I'd love to get you on." And we met up in February, I think the beginning of February, uh, almost a year ago, probably a year ago, at Starbucks. And he's just he's just so positive. He's like, oh, my God, like, everyone has their own styles. Like, go for it, man. Totally. Like, you can awesome. do it. Like, he's such a motivator. I love I was like, that. Yeah, like, if you're having a bad day, just give him a call and just, hey, man, just talk to me for, like, three minutes. And, like, he'll just, like, get you through it. And, like, so it was a great conversation, great meet. And I think that was the first time I actually met met him and sat down with him. And, uh... And he got up and left, and Chris looks at me. He's like, well, it looks like you're going to be doing a podcast. I oh, was like, how cool. Ah, shit. So, <laughs> That's awesome. Well, that really – I mean, so that was in the beginning of February. We didn't do the first podcast until April, and I, during that time um, – um, and another thing we started doing here, we started hosting dinners at the office. Um, so we've been yeah. doing like uh, – you got to think differently. How to how do you get people, get customers? And that's a different – that's a segue. Anyway, I'm going to focus. So let me talk about the podcast. So um, – it started where, like, it was kind of one of those things. I started researching on what equipment. This is during lockdown. You couldn't really see people. I'm like, okay, maybe because oh, COVID had happened. Yeah, COVID happened. Wait, so did were the steak nights happening before? before. Yeah, they were happening before. Yeah. Oh man, should have gone into that first. Yeah, no, we're fine because it, it ties in everything. So, uh, yeah, so I mean, it was one of those things that you know I started researching and it got to a point where I, I think anyone out there who's curious about doing a podcast, go for it. I mean, I think you know, there's it's funny. It's like. I think everything in this world is like, it has to be competition, you know, and it doesn't. Uh, so people are like, oh man, it's competing podcast. I'm like, it's not competing. I'm Maybe, like, but, it, but it can become so oversaturated to where oh, yeah. it's no longer. No, I completely get that. To... And I'm, and I'm, I'm fortunate that I, I feel like I started this when COVID first hit. Cause I yeah, think, yeah. I think like, you know, like around like three or four months into COVID, I think there was a lot of new content being put out there, a lot of new podcasts, and a lot, a lot of new everything. And uh, yeah, we just started this. And uh, when I started off, I, I, I like I'm not a technical guy. I'm not a market forecast guy. I'm not a well, this pop proponent down three thousand feet below can just propel everything. I don't know. You know, there's like all this the like voice reminded me that. I mean, there's, so there's all these different podcasts out there, and so I just thought, like, man, what what am I good at? You know, I'm good at you know banter and bullshit. You know, so I was like, let's Couldn't agree more. <laughs> we will talk after the end. So anyway, so it's like, so I was like, okay, well, that's what I'm good at. That's my strength. So why don't? And I know that, and that's the thing. Our industry is filled with so many cool, great people. 
You know what I mean? And I've had such good conversations, either sitting across on the table with them, on the tee box, on the phone, uh, out at a dinner, like in their like. I've had such great conversations. I'm like, oh my god, if people only knew how how great this or their story or, or something like that. And uh, you know, because we're stereotyped in this industry, where it's either the engineer, uh, it's the it's the oil field sales guy, or it's the the guy throwing chain, you know, on on, on locate. It's just like we're man and and the land man. Uh, land people. Um, no, so it's like so we. There's so many. There's so many different characters and stories. And so I'm like, what? what I don't. Th- I'm sure there is other stuff out there that's like this. But I feel like it's nothing that I've done or heard. Um, and I'm not saying this is a new thing. It's not. But I, I just think the, the. So anyway, so it started off, and I had like a list of five or six questions, and Mike Tessari was the first guest to come on. Yeah. He's on. Yeah. So uh, he uh, he's the first one to come on, and I Number literally one. for the first like twelve or thirteen episodes, it was the same questions. It was the same five or six questions. And don't get me wrong. I was getting some great feedback back. But here's the thing. I wasn't interested in it. You know, I was like, fuck, this is boring. Um, so I just started to kind of change it up. So I would have two standard questions and then just peel off into whatever. Um, and I think through time, I think through time, I think after, you know, as Justin uh, told me, after 25, 30 episodes, you're going to kind of start getting more comfortable. I'm not saying find your groove, but I'm saying get more comfortable. And it's just been fun. I mean, the experience has been great. The support's been great. Um, I, I'm enjoying it just because, you know, you hear uh, these people chime in like, oh, my God, I didn't know, uh, you know, that, you know, uh, I didn't know, uh, you know, uh, Kate went to Montana Tech, you know, we like, oh, Kate. like we love Kate. We love you, Kate. I, I didn't know. I didn't know she went to Montana Tech. I went there. So they have a point of connection. Oh, my God. Like, I didn't know that this guy uh, uh, loved, uh, you know. Uh, Bobcats. Bobcats. I I love pretending to be a bobcat. I'm going to talk to this person. You know what I mean? Like the the connections that it's made have been has been great. You know, I had this other gentleman reach out to me. He's like, "Hey, look, I actually after coming on your podcast, I think I got some work. Like I've had some offers like come in." This other person, uh, he said he submitted his resume uh, somewhere, and then like after the podcast was just dropped, and they they called him. They said, "Hey, look, we actually just heard your. We feel like we know you." So it's kind of cool. I mean, there's all these like different reasons why it's cool. Another great thing of it is like. We're putting, we're we're bringing the personality out, and if someone that you know, if if we can be good stewards and tell our story uh, in different ways, you know, versus like, oh, you need oil, like there, it's it's going to be so much more beneficial for us as an industry, and hopefully reduce that narrative against it. But it, it's just been a good time, and uh, it's just kind of I don't know where it's going to go. I don't, um, you know, people talk about you know monetizing it, this and that. I'm like, no, I'm not. I don't want to do that. Like, right. I'm, I'm not there. I th- honestly. You want to grow. I think you want to grow it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And even after I grow, what's the point? I mean, it's it's just fun doing. It's a, uh, it's enjoyable sitting across the table and meeting people that I don't know, and striking up a conversation. That's so awesome. And it's just and and honestly, like you know, even these days before I do one, I don't do any prep work. I used to. I don't do any prep work now because. If I do prep work, then it's like, okay, I need to get to this question or this point. Now, if there's cool parts about your life, yeah, I'm going to get into that. But, like, the prep work is not there because the, the – You want it to be natural, yeah, the, organic. Yeah, the genuine – the genuineality isn't going <laughs> to – what? I make up words a lot. <laughs> the, it's, it, w- it won't be genuine. And uh, I don't know where it's going to go. I'm not concerned about this or that. Like, honestly, if three people love it, great. If 3,000 people love it, great. Like, so it's I, just fun. I guess outside perspective looking in on you – I feel like you are the anomaly and I feel like a lot of people, there's nothing wrong with how people handled COVID. But for for example, you took an opportunity and you created 
you started creating. So you were doing, you were like, okay, fine, I'm going to be safe. I'm going to have maybe two, three people who I know, like uh, you, I mean, you were extremely like, first like mask, washing hands constantly, but you would invite them over for steak nights and you were, you were still finding ways to connect, right? right? You were use you were utilizing your sales, um, what you've learned in marketing and all that stuff. But then not only that, then what you were doing is when lockdown really got serious, like it got crazy. Right. And now what are, it's not like you can go do cold calls anymore. Like that's, that's a scary thing, but you are like, okay, well, um, I'm guess I'm doing this podcast. Thank you, Chris Sombreaker for, for, for saying it to him. But my goodness, you really took this opportunity and ran with it. Well, it's, it's, I don't think it's anything that I've, I've done per se, but it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, you, you, okay. I went inward. I played video games the whole time. I was going to, how many times did you beat Witcher 3? Three, maybe three. Was it two? I think it was three. Three. Yeah, because you three. beat it one, then you did the side quest. And then I, and then I beat <laughs> Zelda twice. Yeah. I'm not a Zelda guy, though. No, but I mean, here's the deal. Like, <laughs> I like games. So as so, I know you like games. Just quit <laughs> with the games. I'm sorry. We're, we're still recording. So uh, Video. So, you, so it was one of those things where it's like certain people react differently. You know, you are okay with being at the house. Uh, introvert. You yeah. are. You like it. Me. Total introvert. I charge up like interacting with people. I love being around people. I love talking to people. I love engaging with people. I love just, just. How are we so, how are we so well matched? Two steps forward, two steps back. <laughs> we come together. The wise words. Of Paul Abdul. Because <laughs> opposites attract. <laughs> um, no, so it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, well, man, I'm, I'm missing my friends. I'm missing this. I'm missing that. I kind of feel like our, and I'm not, honestly, I'm not taking credit, but I didn't hear about it until we did it. But like when we were doing, doing those triple dinner dates with the Vosses and the Olsons and Z and uh, Terrell, like I didn't see anyone doing that before. And then the virtual happy hour started. I didn't see anyone do it. Like I kind of felt like we were kind of forefront just because it's like, okay, well, how do we stay? First off, it's not just stay in front of customers. You know, I didn't view it that way. I was like, how do we just keep connecting with people? But did you just say that you feel like you're the pioneer for starting this? Like people, once you started doing the virtual happy I'm, hours and it I, caught on I, after you I'm not it. saying it, it happened because of me. I believe, it, <laughs> no, I believe that there's like group think out there. If someone comes with a good idea, changes are, it's already Somebody Okay, I believe that too. I just never saw it before until like we did. I was like, oh shit, wow, they did it too. I just wanted to make sure that this wasn't a an ego no, it's, it's no, I, I was, I'm being very, it's not ego. <laughs> I, to me, it was just like, man, like, how, how do I, how do I just remain con- like, cause look, all the drilling rigs are being like laid down. Everything was, it was a shit show. It was a dumpster fire. But at the same time, I was like, man, I still kind of miss my friends. I still kind of miss talking to them. So it was yeah. like, what? you can only handle me first for so long. Yeah, I know. And we're coming up on 42 minutes, but it's like, I, <laughs> but I could like, um, it was one of those things where it's like, how do we stay real? I mean, how do we continue to reach out to our communities? Like, how do we continue to, to keep our, our our friendship and our relationships there? And it was whether it was Zoom happy hours, whether it was whether it was podcasts, or just honestly, uh, Ty and Taylor called me. We were doing uh, he was doing wellness checks, and I was doing walking talks where you just get on your phone and walk. It was just something like I have nothing to talk to you about. You're not gonna get a rig anytime soon. I'm just calling to see how you're doing. Like, yeah. like what's going on in this That's world? That's how it should be. Yeah. So it's, it's that, especially in sales, you, you, you make, you make relationships and real friendships. Yeah. And it's, and that's kind of, that's what I love about our industry. And, um, it's, it's been, uh, yeah. So that's kind of how the, 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 the reason the whole podcast and all this, this other stuff started and this other stuff, the memes, 
And uh, that stuff just started just because, number one, it's fun. Uh, number two, if you can make people laugh in a time like this. You're so good at it. It's so funny. Well, I, I'm glad you think so. I think I'm, I think I'm, a, I think I'm like some pretty good mean bangers, you know? Well, I, 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 like my, I like my stuff. Well, no, I mean, I'll, I, the only reason I, you think I like it so much is I show you every single time, every meme it's, I do. It's always really good. Babe, stop, babe, stop. Look at this. Babe, 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 what? Like the fact that I'm 40 <laughs> years old having to tell my wife, hey, babe, stop and look at my meme that I made. Like, what am I, 12? But uh, no, I mean, at the same time, <laughs> if you make people laugh and kind of poke fun at kind of what's going on, on and yourself and other, I mean, like, and it's very, it's very entertaining. You just gotta have fun with it. Yeah, I mean, it's you don't always have to bring like, oh, oil price, oil, Biden's gonna do this to my country. So you don't always have to bring that in. Like, if you can bring a smile across someone's face or someone just have some laughter and banter, yeah, let's man, do it. Life is so serious already. So like, I'm, I, Gosh. I th- like, I think I, this is gonna be released, but I'm gonna start. I got on Clubhouse. I'm gonna start these, these satire comedic bullshit chat rooms and uh, the first one coming up is on Wednesday and it's going to pretty much be that the Terminators uh, were fueled by renewable energy okay these these power cells the resistance John Connor the resistance you know what fueled them fossil fuels so let's talk about this let's talk about on the, Wednesday uh, uh, and this is going to be released on Thursday oh but no, I kind of want to start doing this. Like have different rooms of like just like ridiculous, funny conversations re- pertaining to our industry. If you have a, a horror story or a video game one, can I get on those? We're going to do that with uh, Stephen uh, Forrester. Him and <gasps> yes, yeah. Stephen Forrester. Yeah, but we have to actually have like weekends where we actually sit down and watch those slasher movies, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, uh, you know, you, you see this, you see people kind of getting out of their shells, these uh, companies allowing people to start posting stuff and kind of getting out of their shells and uh, I guess kind of put trust their employees to generate, uh, whether it's views or discussions or, or, or clicks. Um, and I think you're seeing that. And I, I think that you have to adapt. I mean, there's, there's, you do have to adapt during times like this and, and that is engaging with people and no, just because it's not a super serious, you know, button up tie, no one's wearing a tie these days. You know, everyone's, no one puts on pants on these days pretty much. So it's like connect with your audience in different ways. Like, I hope you're wearing your pants. You No, I'm talking about like, like work, work, pants, work, travel <laughs> okay. pants. So, uh, it's uh no so I mean it's it's, it's I, to me it's 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 continue, you're seeing all this new stuff come up and I, I and I, I love it I dig it. Okay, good. So um, I want to ask my last question because we've been talking long enough. <laughs> like you. in general, like in life, <laughs> is that it? Uh, so Valentine's Day is coming up. Valentine's Day is coming up. Uh, any advice for for any of those guys out there looking to buy something for? Buy? Their ladies or get? Man, or I don't know about buying. James, what are you getting me for well, Valentine's Day? I'm getting you. That's a good. I'm getting you me away from the phone, quality time on the couch. I'm speaking your love language, girl. Pantless. Pam. <laughs> Apparently. You know, no, there's a no pant rule on the couch. <laughs> the floor is lava and no pants. Um, look, I don't know. I mean, the relationship. I mean, relationships are also different. Um, but I would say, I would say this. I would say this. I would say put your phone down. All right? I'm talking to you too, Monica. I don't, okay. You don't have it on right now, but I'm saying put your phone down when you're spending time with that person, okay? Okay. Don't go out to eat. Well, actually, I would order from those restaurants. <laughs> okay. I just hate I just hate going to val- out to eat on Valentine's. Sure. But I would definitely support restaurants. Okay. Um, what else? I mean, I, buying gifts. I mean, times are tough right now. So if, if, if you don't feel inclined to buy something, make something. You know, make one of those little like bracelets that are just out of paper clips. 
You know? I can I can see you uh, printing a picture of yourself, a goofy picture of yourself from like go to CVS and print it out and getting one of those heart shaped. Honey, this is sponsored by Walgreens. You can't say CVS. <laughs> get a locket for you. Yes. I would totally get you a locket. You know, that's a good idea. Well, that kind of reminds, I just gave you. That kind of reminds <laughs> that's you of the, my advice. Well, then I'll do that. That reminds me of the pants that I got you two Christmases ago. Oh, gosh. Actually, I have worn them a couple times. So I got her a pair of pants uh, with just pictures of my face all over it. So when she goes to the gym or workout, that people know that she's spoken for. <laughs> that got man. Man? Man. <laughs> man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of it. Um, uh, I don't know. Just be present. Don't talk about... And be nice. Yeah, I know that, okay? Say good morning. Good morning. (laughs) All right? (laughs) Perfect. That's all I got to do. Well, you had one thing to bring up, and it was... was, Slumber Jay. No, no, no. It was was the the advice. Okay, what is your advice? It wasn't... Yeah, but you phrased it a little bit better. I forgot your phrase. It wasn't advice, though, but you said, you know, what would you communicate out there to... So I think like people, whatever. Yeah, people to are, spice it up, to to make it to make it a nice one. Well, I, I, I would say the, the advice that I have right now, if, if you are talking about uh, whether it's content or putting yourself out there or even even just uh, the uh, ability to reach out to uh, to expand your network, like if you're sitting there and you're and you're looking for your next role, um, if you're sitting there and you're trying to develop some sort of content that you know that you're trying to generate uh views or people looking at your product or people looking at your service or whatever that is um i truly think it's like just being like be genuine and just be yourself and just don't be afraid to try something um you know donnie davis with striker directional he just did a post and has nothing to do with his company him or anything like that he's posting to get someone to look at Keith uh, Stelter out in uh, 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 Midland who's been crushing it on LinkedIn and he's just trying he's like hey look we're doing a giveaway if you connect with this guy That's awesome. who's looking for it. yeah it's just like it doesn't have to be pro- just be yourself be genuine and uh, don't be afraid to reach out to people um, and just I mean I've had so many coffees with people and I have never met them and it's just coffee and there's nothing like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll do this. It's just meeting people and talking. And I think that's so valuable these days. Uh, you never know how small the circles are and uh, and how you can help someone out. They can help you out. Okay, real quick. I swear this is the last I question. don't care. We got time. It's kind of short. Yeah, what? Um, we got Evelyn locked out in the car with the windows up. Well, it so. is 89 degrees outside <laughs> and that car is off, so she'll be fine. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. <laughs> JK. That is a major joke. Um, JP. <laughs> How so, dare you? <laughs> I heard about that. How dare you? Oh, gosh, please. So um, I want to know quickly what is your favorite and your worst story about oil and gas? Like something that's happened to you, the best and worst. Go. Well, the worst is OPEC Plus. Putting on spigots whenever they feel like we're driving the price down. Uh, no, I, I think one of the best stories is honestly just working. I, 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 it's been I don't know, like uh, <laughs> oh, God. I think I think one fun, I think one funny story about working offshore to wrap this up is uh, I remember it was hot and uh, you know just like I'm, 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 I was rough I was roughnecking at the time and uh, I think we were just you know pushing pipe back we were coming out a hole pushing pipe back in the derrick and. I'm looking at my buddy, and there was I had two guys that that I always worked with. Three, but these two guys were uh, uh, pretty close: Jonathan Moody and uh, and uh, Dane uh, Plumley. And Dane was one of the nicest guys. Like I remember, there was like these cotter pins all over the rig floor, and it's like stuck to the drill pipe. And I'm like, so that's how the drill pipe stays together with that little cotter pin. He's like, 
oh no, man, it's it's it screws on. And mind you, I've been out there for like I don't know, like a year <laughs> at that point. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know, obviously. I'm like, so you take the the uh, the escalators up to the monkey. He's like, oh no, man, that's called the elevators. I'm like, oh, it's just like it messing with it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I remember, uh, I remember one time, so it was like hot and I just, I was like, Hey, watch this. I took some water and as we're pushing it back, I, I kind of like threw up. I didn't throw up, but I spit it out. And the driller was so like cautious about me because I was the corporate boy. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, don't miss. He's like, JP, get inside right now. So we get inside and he's like, what's going on? I was like, Oh man, like, sorry. He's like, sit down. It was, and he was like, cool. And was like, <laughs> so I, I sit there, my feet are kicked up and I'm just hanging out and watching. Moody's like, looking at me like, what the hell are you doing? So I'm just kind of looking at him. About 10 minutes later, I was like, Hey, uh, Hey, uh, Dale, you know that, that I was just joking around. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, it was just water. <laughs> what the hell? It's like, yeah, Moody put me up to it. He's like, Moody, get your ass in here. Brought Moody in there. And uh, was like, what did I do? I was like, he told me to do that. I, I thought you said that'd be funny. It's just like being a, just messing with him. Yeah. So he had to like wipe down the draw works after that. Oh, my God. And then bless Moody. I mean, he was working. Uh, it was at night, and he was up in the derrick, and it was foggy out. And uh, again, I mean, he's just up in the derrick, and I was like, hey, is it, is it, is it Moody up there? To, to uh, the driller, and he's like, yeah, why? And I think the assistant rig manager is in there and all that stuff. I go, well, Moody, has he's scared of fog, like terrified of fog. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, he, he's like, he thinks there's like ghosts and goblins in the fog. Poor Moody. And, and so they, and then they called him down, and he comes in, and it's, they told him like, hey, man, like, are you okay? Are you scared? He's like, no, man, I've been up there. But he's like, no, he's scared of the fog. And his eyes are like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Constantly placing blame on others, man. Let's just mess, just weird. just having fun, just messing with people. Um, yeah, that, that was a uh, you know. There's all these other stories, but yeah, I mean, it, it was always fun out there. Just kind of you know, messing with your friends, messing with your your uh, messing with your buddies out there. That's it. They messed with me too. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, they did. So. Do you have any? Do you have any bad story or one bad story? Anything that was like a total negative takeaway? <laughs> No, I saw some dude get his uh, uh, three of his fingers chopped oh, off, and we had to go no. play find find your his fingers. <gasps> and the, yeah, yeah. Like you had to search for them. Yeah. Did yeah. you find them? I uh, found two. He's missing one. I think someone found the third. <laughs> I don't know. Oh I know. Yeah. So anyway, so that's never that's never fun when someone gets hurt. But yeah, he just like put his his hand back in his pocket, finished the job, finished like tailing it in. I was like, okay, man. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's some, a, that's some, a real there's hero. There's some tough boys and girls Holy out there. Holy moly. That's right. So. Oh, this has been fun. This has been fun. Thanks, honey. Well, thank you for everyone tuning in. Thanks everybody. I'm going to let you do the outro. Okay. Well, everyone again, I want to thank, uh, my, <laughs> what, I go to, I go to host yes, mode? Yes. I go to host mode. <laughs> Like automatic. Well, uh, first off, I, I always have fun uh, speaking to my beautiful and tough. By the way, the uh, you might if this is the first time tuning in, uh, the intro and outro is done by my uh, amazingly talented, uh, beautiful wife Monica Warren. Did you forget my no, name? No, I was saying Monica Lee Warren. You, I was going to say Monica Lee Warren. Okay. So, uh, no, I had fun. I mean, this is I think long overdue. Uh, I'm glad uh, we got you uh, got you on here and kind of flipped the script. Uh, thank you for taking your time uh, for doing this, Monica. And uh, <laughs> thanks, James Patrick Charles Johnston Warren. And uh, thank you everyone for tuning in to uh, Round the Road around this uh, special. I hope you uh, had fun with this and 
I don't care if you learned something. I just hope you enjoyed it. I hope it uh, kind of yes. uh, passed the time and uh, you enjoyed it. So and happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, all. And, um, you know, just <laughs> be, keep being be, uh, lots, lots of love. All right, y'all. <laughs> all right, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Monica. Thank you. Thank you.